Hello, dear friend, and welcome to this latest podcast episode, where today I'm going to share with you my five steps to starting your exercise, what to do, how to do it, how to plan, all things getting back into fitness or starting from fitness if you are a woman over 40. I hope you're really well today. I am shooting this podcast episode before the kids get up. They're on holidays from school at the minute and uh, yeah, they're sleeping in. It's um, what time is it now? 10 to 9 in the morning. They're still asleep and it's absolutely brilliant. I didn't think a seven and an eight-year-old would... um, seven and nine-year-old would uh, be sleeping in until this time. I never thought I would be up before them in my life. So it's uh, absolutely wonderful. And I hope uh, you are well and you're ready to nestle in and listen up for the next little bit um, while I go through this uh, plan for you. So I'm talking to you today. If you are unsure where to start, you're a woman over 40, maybe you're feeling a little out of control of your body at the minute, Um, maybe you've gained some weight going through the menopause, perimenopause and you're just feeling out of control. I know that feeling all too well. I was three stone overweight for a long time and as so many of you know, um, I fluctuated with my weight up and down for years. I was pretty much always losing weight. I was always trying to lose weight. And um, I don't want that for you. I want your journey from where you are now to feeling consistently good in your clothes to be much, much shorter than mine. Um, And that's why I, I love to share with you simple tools, simple strategies for you to be able to get fit and healthy and feel really good in your clothes as quickly as possible. Um, So let's break down those barriers, let's debunk the myths and let's get you exactly where you want to be in the shortest time possible so that you're feeling really good as often as you can. And I remember so many times, oh, such a memory of feeling out of control of my body. It just made my problems 10 times worse. So I had my normal problems that were making me comfort eat. I was comfort eating and eating my emotions, excuse me, skipping workouts um, for different reasons, mindset, perfectionism, all or nothing, you name it, I had it. And on top of all the problems you're facing or the anxiety that I used to feel, I would also then on top of that feel really awful and horrible in my clothes. And that had a a negative knock-on effect to my confidence which led me to just be feeling really bad the whole time. And you don't need that. You don't need that extra baggage. When you feel good physically, when you feel in control physically and you feel in control mentally, you're an absolute powerhouse going out to your problems. And it helps a little bit with separating your problems from how you feel on a day-to-day basis. And that's what I love about doing exercise, that you feel like a superhero. It helps you feel good immediately. It helps you feel calm and in control immediately. You don't have to wait. You, you you feel great after a workout. The problems that you have just before the workout feel so much more, you feel, you feel so much more capable post-workout to tackling your problems, to getting through life um, with less fear, with less worry, with less anxiety. It's amazing. And I want to share that with everybody. 
You know, I used to suffer from such bad panic attacks and anxiety. I've spent most of my adult life in this either high level of anxiety or low level anxiety for so long. And it wasn't until I got into a really consistent pattern with exercise, just exercise, did I change. All the change that I've experienced over the past few years has come from me committing to that one thing, to being consistent with exercise and you know, I, I, I train online now with my clients. Um, so I exercise four times a week. I show up four times a week and it's been absolutely transformative. Um, so I want to share that with you exactly what to start, how, where to start, what to do, how to get the best results from your fitness program. I've broken it down into five really simple steps. And don't forget, you can go to jessicacook.ie forward slash unleash if you want to download my free guide, five steps to unleashing your fitness and calm. So let's get stuck in. If you're a woman over 40 and you're listening to this, I am going to guess that most of you want to feel good in your clothes, be fit, feel strong, have good core strength, have good mobility, have good flexibility and feel really in control of your body. So I am specifically talking to you if you want all those things and you've come to the wrong place if you want to talk about, um, you know, if you're more into the athletic side of things, if you're training for something specifically or you want to be, you want to find out details with nutrition, you're in the wrong place. I am specifically talking to you Dear listener, woman over 40 who wants to feel really good, get good core strength, feel strong, feel fit, uh, keep osteoporosis away or manage the osteoporosis you may have, um, feel good going into older age, feel capable, feel strong. I have it all listed out in a really simple five step plan. So the first thing to do is it's really important is to know what it is, what you want and why you want it. This is really important because it really sets the foundation for consistency. Knowing what you want is really, really important because it helps stop you going around in circles. And it's also going to help you know when you're progressing, which we'll get to in a few minutes. Um, But know what it is that you want. Know why you are exercising. Know why it is that you're starting. Because if you're not super clear at the start, and you start exercising and you find it tough, you get a little bit demotivated, you have a negative person in your ear, or you still have a fitness myth that you haven't uncovered yet, or you've a negative mindset, or you're all or nothing, or you're a perfectionist, you're going to stop. The chances of you stopping are high. Whereas if you know what it is that you want, you're going to be much more laser focused on the outcome. So I ask you right now, What is it that you want out of a good fitness routine? And why do you want it? Think of all the reasons why you want to be fit and healthy. Because this is going to really help those times that you're not feeling specifically motivated and you don't want to do do your workouts. And I know a lot of people still think that some people are motivated, other people aren't. And if you fall into the category of not being motivated to work out, then exercise just doesn't suit you. And that's just completely untrue. People are not more motivated than others to exercise. What I have found in my experience of 14 years coaching women is that some people understand that they're going to work out sometimes 
when they've had a really bad night's sleep, when they're really exhausted, when they're not in the mood, when the last thing they want to do is work out and they still go ahead and do it anyway. And other people, and myself included, I used to be exactly like this. Other people take those feelings and think they mean something, so therefore don't work out. I'm tired and I'm not in the mood to exercise, therefore that must mean that I shouldn't exercise. And this was me for years. I was led by my emotions so much. Oh my God, every part of my body is telling me not to exercise, so I'm not going to work out. So if you can, at the start, know exactly what it is that you want and why you want it, on the days you're not in the mood, you're going to be easily reminded of why you want it so bad and that's going to help with motivation. I have a big action step board in my room right now in my in my home office and it has all my action steps listed that I do every week and underneath it has why I want them. And when I come in here and I'm tired and I think, you know what, I'll leave a podcast episode for this week or I won't do this this week, I look at my why board and I'm like, Jessica, get your ass down, put the work in, I don't give a shit that you're not in the mood, go and get it done. So number one, be really clear on what it is that you want out of your fitness routine. And the, se- and the second part of number one is know why you want it. <clears throat> is it that you want to run around after your grandchildren and like feel really good? Is it that you want to retire and go on really amazing trips where you can hike? <clears throat> Excuse me. Is it that you want to be able to run around after your kids and not feel tired? Have those reasons why and have them somewhere visible. They are going to carry you through the tough times. The second step is to make a plan and have it on a, on, a, on your action boards um, or somewhere that you see all the time. So a plan is the most important foundations. And, and think of the house that you're trying to build. It's got all the, the concrete foundational blocks. That's what we're doing at the minute. The, the rest of the stuff will come so much easier if we do the work in the concrete of the concrete blocks. I'm just going to take a drink of water. Two seconds. Think of it like the building blocks and you want to make sure you've got the building blocks really, really secure before you move on to any other part. So have a plan in place. Ask yourself, realistically, how many times can I work out in a week and what am I going, when am I going to do it? What are the exact days and the exact times? The biggest problem that I see a lot of women make at the start of a workout journey is that they really leave the fitness part to to chance. So they have all these other commitments. They're really, really busy. That makes so much sense. I can relate to that so much. They might have kids or be really busy in their work or just have different priorities and different things going on that they say, you know what, that sounds really doable. I'll work out three times a week for 30 minutes and I'll somehow fit it in between Monday and Sunday. That's seven times 24 hours. That is so much time. I'm definitely going to fit it in. But the problem then that they find is that they're actually really busy. And when they're not working or running around doing different things, they're absolutely exhausted. So I just really encourage you to make sure you don't just skip past step number two and say, that's easy. I'll definitely fit three times a week in. I want you to think of yourself like 
the way you are, which is for most of you, really busy, very little time to spare, tired, not particularly feeling very motivated when you arrive at a workout. You're also trying to battle perfectionist tendencies, the all or nothing mindset, the negative feelings that can come in, the what's the point that I'm not in the mood, the tiredness, the sleepless nights, the hormone fluctuations. And I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just trying to be real. That if you have all these barriers and all these challenges in your way, the way I see it, the only way to set yourself up for success is to be so clear on exactly when you're going to fit those workouts in. It also means that you have to hold yourself accountable and that you can't kick your workout down the the road all day long, which is a horrible way to be. If you decide to work out on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 9.15 in the morning for 30 minutes and you have the flexibility to not bother sometimes and to do it later on in the day, for some of you, you're going to spend all day thinking about it and then have to go and do the workout on top of having spent all day think, thinking about it. So if you do that for about three weeks, if you spend six hours thinking about it and 30 minutes doing it, and then you have to have your shower, you're not going to last. You're not going to stay consistent or the chances of you staying consistent is a lot smaller. And if you struggle with consistency, this is for you. This area is definitely the area you need to spend the most time of. It's not diving straight into the workouts. It's actually making a really realistic plan. The lovely thing about making a really realistic plan is that you know when you're not following it. If you don't have a plan, you're not really sure if you're following it or not. You're like, well, look, I just about got my third workout in this week. Whereas if you make a plan, you know when you're not showing up. I didn't show up at 9.15, Monday, Wednesday and Friday. I'm on my slippery slope. I need to have a good talking to. I need to have a good talking with myself. A talking to with myself. (laughs) Um, So that brings us on to the third step, which is to start taking action on the workouts that you know you're going to do. And remember that you want the workouts to be the most time efficient, to get you the best results possible um, and for you to be feeling really good on your clothes, to feel flexible, to feel mobile, um, all those sort of things. So if you exercise correctly, if you if you do resistance training, if you do strength training three times a week for 30 minutes and you know what it is that you want and why and you've made a plan, I'm going to exercise at 7 a.m. on a Monday, Tuesday and a Thursday for 30 minutes and I'm going to do resistance training, strength training. The next thing to do then is to take action. And the only way to take action is to commit to taking action regardless of your mood. So you've just got to press play. If you're doing workouts with me, online workouts, you've got to show up at the time that I'm live with you. Or if you're doing them in your own time, you've got to show up at the time you've committed to and just press play. And the kids might be noisy in the background or your husband might just have wrecked your head or somebody might have just called to the door. You've got to just press play. You've got to notice yourself spotting the barriers and spotting the challenges and still go and start your workout. The biggest thing you have to do to take action is start, is is to commit to doing shitty workouts when you're not in the mood. It's to commit to going, it's to commit to thinking, fuck this, I don't want to do it and going ahead and doing it anyway. It's to commit and to take action 
when the last thing you want to do is go and take action. And if you commit to action and you commit to not being in the mood and just really not wanting to do it, you're going to be very consistent. Taking action consistently over time is going to lead you brilliant results. Not the big dramatic things, not the huge hike up a mountain on a Saturday, none of that. It's the consistent weekly action steps that we take that get us really fit and healthy and then get that get us to feel really, really good over time. A little gentle reminder is that consistency is doing 80% of what you want to do. If you have it written down on step number one and step number two, your plan that you're going to work out three times a week, then throughout a year, you're going to hit that 80% of the time. So don't worry about the weeks that you fit in two workouts or the times that you're on holidays. Because if you do worry about that sort of stuff, that means you're moving into more of a perfectionist mindset. And we know what happens with perfectionists. It happened to me so often. You stop because you're so hard on yourself. You're not hitting your three times per week. You somehow have it in your head that two is not as good or it's the same as zero and it's not. If you fit in two workouts one week, absolutely deadly. Be really proud of yourself. Be confident in yourself and the fact that you're going to hit three next week. It's this loop of beating ourselves up, our, ourselves up, of striving for perfectionists, perfectionism that really, really holds us back and prevents us from taking action. So number one, know what it is that you want, why you want it. Number two, make a plan have that plan really visible. Don't overshoot the plan. Don't say you're going to work out five times a week if three is a struggle. Three times a week is absolutely brilliant. Then you're going to take action on that plan, number three. The fourth step is to know your measuring tools because if you don't have any measuring tools, you're never going to know if you're succeeding or if you're close to getting where you want to be. So I ask you right now, what are your measuring tools? If you've been following me for a while, you know that the weighing scales does not accurately reflect all the things you want from your fitness routine, which is to feel really good in your clothes, to get fit, to get strong, to feel absolutely brilliant, to get strong muscles and strong bones. The weighing scales only measures your weight. It doesn't take into account fat loss. So if you are working at losing fat from exercising and eating healthy, then you're going to have to ditch the weighing scales ditch the weighing scales, get rid of them. What's your measuring tool going to be? How are you going to know what you're achieving your goals? For example, if my goal was that I wanted to get really fit, my measuring tool would be how I would be performing in my workouts. How quick is my recovery? Do I finish a workout and after about five minutes feel back to normal again? That is one of the best signs of measuring your fitness levels, how quick you are to recover. Do you do a hike up a a hill on a Saturday that normally you would have found so tough? Do you find it a little bit easier? And when you get down from the hill, how quickly do you recover? They're all really, really good signs of progress in your fitness. If you do things like press-ups and squats and shoulder presses in your workout, are you finding them a little bit easier? Are you able to lift the weights a little bit easier over the head? Are your press-ups becoming better? Are you able to hold the plank for longer? All really excellent measuring tools in progressing in your fitness. When it comes to your weight loss, 
what's the best way to measure weight loss? In my opinion, it's your dress size, it's your jean size, it's your pair of skinny jeans. Whatever size you strive to be, whether that's a 16, 14, 12, 10, whatever your body shape is, we're all different. What jean size, what dress size do you feel at your healthiest at? And where are you? How far away are you from that right now? And if you're far away from it, don't torture yourself. Just have the closest jean size to that goal on you and wear jeans in the house, wear jeans in work. Make sure that you're not living your days in tracksuit bottoms and leggings where it's really difficult to um, know where you're at. I find leggings just too emotional. You know, you, you, you put on leggings all week long and you think that you're getting results. You think that you're trim and then you stick on your jeans at the weekend and you're like, no, not at all. My leggings were just making me feel really trim. <laughs> and you know what? My jeans are getting tighter. So just be careful. And I'm, I'm speaking from experience. That used to happen to me all the time. I used to live in leggings. And then I was realizing that I was gaining weight when I actually thought that I was feeling really trim. <laughs> leggings have that way of making you feel like you're getting somewhere. Um, so know your measuring tools, step number four, and use those measuring tools and remind yourself of what those measuring tools are. Just, just be careful you, that, you're, that you're aware of your measuring tools and that you're not tempted to forget about them and then jump on the scales and then get really demotivated, etc. Okay, so the fifth step then is to review and plan. I love to do this every week with my clients. I think it's really important to know what's going well and to know what you want to improve on on a weekly basis. I think a month is a little bit too long. It's a little bit too far away. I think it's a really good idea to know every week what's gone well, where do I want to improve and note that it's where do I want to improve, not what am I really shit at. What's going well? Where do I want to improve? What's my plan for next week? Those three simple questions can have such a profound effect on your fitness routine because you're getting a week under your belt, you're analysing how that week went, you're seeing your good spots, you're noticing your weaker spots, you're moving forward, you've kept your mindset positive, you're not delving down into any negativity, you're moving on, you're tweaking, you've your plan set for the week ahead and you go at it like that. And there are the five steps. There's a five steps to getting fit, feeling really good in your clothes with flexibility, mobility, good core strength, good strong muscle and bone health. Number one, know what it is that you want and why it is that you want it. Number two, make a plan. Have that plan somewhere really visible that you see every single day or that you walk past every day. The third step is to take action on that plan and know that there's going to be so many barriers and so many setbacks and so many moods that you're in, but you're going to go ahead and do it anyway. You're committing to that. Number four is to know your measuring tools. If it's just fitness that you're after, notice the little fitness progressions in your workout. If it's weight loss, make sure you're not measuring your weight loss on the weighing scales, but you're measuring it with your clothes. And number five is to review and plan every week with these three questions. What's going well? What do I need to improve on? What are my action steps for next week? I really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode on the beginner's guide to exercise if you're a woman over 40, broken down into five simple steps. Remember, you can head to jessicacook.ie forward slash unleash and download your free five steps to unleashing 
your fitness and calm. It was so lovely to be here with you today. Speak soon and take care.